And hello, sports fans of the Rio Grande Valley, and welcome to another episode of the South Texas Border Sports Podcast. I am the host, Ray Silva. In this week's episode, I want you to think about South Texas Comic Con, uh, South Texas Gamers Expo. Uh, Think about all these expos that there is here in the Rio Grande Valley. Now, think one about sports. What do you dare to see in, in a sports expo? You think about former athletes, current athletes, uh, benders trying to sell uh, sports collectibles and whatnot. Well, okay, now that you're thinking about that, I want to introduce to you who runs a very nice organized show. He brings in former athletes. He brings in current athletes. There is nice sports uh, memorabilia being sold by a lot of vendors that do come and show up to this show. I'd like to welcome in RGV Sports Show founder, Danny Villarreal. Danny, how are you? How's everything going? And welcome aboard to the podcast. I'm good, sir. How are you doing? Uh, Thank you for having me. I appreciate the invite. No, no, no. Thank you so much for stopping by. I got to ask you, what was the foundation of starting the RGV Sports Show. Where was the idea born about and how did you get this idea rolling from the ground up? It started, I would say it started, <clears throat> the idea started somewhere around 2017. Um, a friend of mine, a co-worker, um, he told me about the show in Houston, TriStar Show, the strike, the the TriStar show that they have in Houston every year. He told me about it. He told me he wanted me to go with him so I can check it out because I was into sports memorabilia just like him. So we went and I saw it and I just fell in love with, you know, the atmosphere, the the vendors, the, the guests. And and I was talking to him and I said, man, it'd be cool if somebody would do something like this down, you know, down in the valley. But he was like, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if, I don't know if anybody, I mean, he told me that in the past people have tried, you know, just doing like um, smaller card shows and stuff like that. But he said, nobody has ever tried doing like a full out event with guests and stuff like that. So so I told him, you know what, like, how about we try it? So at the first one, it was just, it was me and him that tried it out. And then after that, I kind of just did it by myself. Absolutely. And how did the idea of, of bringing in, uh, retired athletes and even current athletes join upon, you know, because it's very difficult to get uh, profiled athletes to come on in, uh, take time out of their busy schedule, sign, leave. And how did, and how were you able to accommodate your first set of guests into your show? Well, um, you know, at, at first I started as a customer, you know, I would buy, you know, a lot of sports memorabilia. Um, so I, I kind of met some of like uh, more, like I would say big time dealers, you know. And um, so I would kind of ask them questions like, how do you guys get, you know, your your signings done and this and this and that. And they would tell me and then, you know, I, I would tell them that I was interested in kind of getting into the business. So they kind of helped me out. They kind of... Um, connected me, I guess, to the, to the, to the guests. And, and, and it went from there. I, I would invite certain guests to come and they would agree and, you know, 
to a certain, you know, uh, monetary value and, and, and I would get them down here, you know, and we were able to make it happen. So it was, it was pretty fun. It's pretty exciting. Well, what would you say about, uh, what would you give the higher influence about getting this started? I know it was you and your partner, but what kind of like pushed you, what motivated you to uh, push forward and try to get, uh, try to get this done and try and try to get it done. Um, like say multiple, multiple times a year um, and try to get uh, something like this uh, done. Um, like I said before, we, when I first went to my first uh, sports convention, I fell in love with it. And I'm a big fan of sports, you know, especially football. I'm a big football fan. I like wrestling. You know, most people don't consider wrestling a sport, but, you know, I kind of tend to say it is kind of a sport. Um, so, you know, after the first one, you know, we did pretty well. I mean, it it it, it hit pretty well. And um, at that same time, when I started kind of dipping into the business, you know, I, it was about the same time that I had just become a father. And um, I guess becoming a father motivated me to kind of try to um, create more revenue for my family. So this was something that I was able to do that was fun, exciting for me. And at the same time, it was able to, you know, produce extra revenue for me and my family. So I would say my biggest influence and my biggest, you know, thing that drives me to continue doing this is, is my kids and my family. Because I feel like it's something that I can build on to where when it's time for me to retire from my for my initial employment, I can do this, you know, full time and, and make it grow even more. Absolutely, as I'm being joined by RGV Sports Show founder Danny Villarreal. Danny, I just gotta ask you, you know, from a, a you know organizer standpoint, what's been the number one challenge uh, that you've seen to try to get this uh, uh, going on a more uh, on a more fluent basis. I mean, I, I've been following your stuff now for the last couple of years, and <clears throat> believe me, I mean, I'm a sports fan myself too. Although my first sport wouldn't be football, I'm more of a baseball first type guy because that's what kind of gave me my first opportunity into a working into an actual organized sport environment. It, it mm -hmm. gave me a lot of my first uh, experiences. But what, what would you say is kind of like the hardest thing about organizing these things and, get, and getting uh, people uh, bought into this type of showings? I mean, if people can show up at Comic-Cons, at, at gaming expos, what's the challenge about bringing in the, uh, the sports? I would say the biggest challenge, I would say it's probably like, there's a few variables that kind of come into play. Like one, it's like people have to kind of take your event serious, you know, because um, people would see it and they're like, what's that? Like, like that's, you know, there's, there's a lot of, you know, negative people out there. They'll probably be like, what is that? That's dumb. That's stupid, whatever. But <clears throat> I guess it, because of the region that we live in, you know, people, people's uh, average income down here isn't that high. So you kind of have to find like some sort of balance to where you can have a guest who 
you know, is fairly known. It's, it's pretty it's pretty well known, but at the same time, it isn't too expensive. So that way you can keep your show to where it's not going to be um, very pricey, you know. Um, you have to find a balance to where you're going to be able to find a location where you're not going to pay a lot. So that way you can keep your entry fee not so high. So that way when people come in, they still have money to spend, you know, on your vendors because you want your vendors to do well as well. You want to be able to sell autographs. So that way, you know, you'd be able to recuperate some of that money that you spend on your guests, your flights, et cetera. So, I mean, it's, it's a lot of variables that you have to kind of take into play to where when it all comes together, it makes sense for the consumer as well as for yourself. Because, I mean, you, you don't want to invest all this money and then end up losing money then it's it becomes it becomes it's not worth it you know what i mean yeah absolutely you know as i'm being joined by Danny Villarreal, the founder of rgb sports show for you just having uh, having to put all this is a big financial challenge but uh, for for you as a sports fan uh you a lover of prof- of pro football what what do you think will be a uh, not not so much of a challenge, but what have you seen uh, for for you as general sports fans like me? Like, say for example, man, I'd wish he could bring in a former Atlanta Brave down. I'd wish he can bring down like, hey, a Legion of Doom member, because that's kind of the era I grew up in, or or maybe someone of of, of that magnitude, but. But sometimes you you factor in the location that we're located, and and everything else that uh, that kind of contributes into it. But but for for you uh, as a general sports fan, what's kind of like the number one thing that you look for uh, yourself to try to uh, to bring a lot of that attention to get these events rolling? Um, the the you mentioned the Legion of Doom. I actually have, um, I actually have another event um, other than the RGB Sports Show. It's called the South. I mean, it's, yeah, it's called South Texas WrestleFest. And I had an event set up right before the whole COVID pandemic started, and I actually did have a member from um, the Road Warriors coming. I actually had Animal um, coming, uh, but he. You know, we, we ended up canceling the whole event because that's when COVID started and, you know, nobody could get together, you know. So I ended up canceling that event. And then a few months after I canceled the event, he, he actually ended up passing away. So now both members of, of Legion of Doom are, are, are deceased. Um, but to your other question about bringing in Atlanta Braves, like people from other teams and, and other sports and all that, like I said, it's, there's like a lot of variables that go into putting these events together. Um, first, you have to find, you know, um, you, you have to be able to reach out to certain people. You have to be able to find ways to be able to reach out to these people. And so that's one variable. Then two, you have to make sure that the person you are trying to invite is going to attract people, not only attract people, but it's going to sell autographs. So you kind of have to hear their price and you have to kind of gauge, is their price worth bringing down here? Do I feel like I'll be able to make that, recuperate that money? You know what I mean? So it's like, you mentioned the team Atlanta Braves. Um, 
I'm sure there is Atlanta Braves fans here in the Valley, but to, you know, for a promoter that's putting an event together, um, you have to kind of take into account, like, how many Atlanta Braves fans are there, you know, as opposed to a Houston Astro, you know, I'm, I, you would you would tend to believe that there's more Houston Astro fans down here than Atlanta Braves. So you would tend to kind of bring in a Houston Astros over an Atlanta Braves player. You, you know what I mean? So things like that you have to take into account as well as is that person available the weekend that I'm doing my event? Um, you know, what kind of a flight does he want? Because some, some people only fly certain airlines that don't even come down here to the Valley. You know, there's a big, there's a big, um, for some reason, a lot of um, athletes or, or, or celebrities, they only fly Delta and Delta doesn't come down here. So as soon as I tell them, well, we don't have Delta here, that's it. They're like, oh, no, well, then I'm not interested. You know, so there's a lot of different things that happen that, you know, I have tried doing different things that people might not be aware of. But um, because of our region, um, you know, it becomes pretty hard to to be able to get some of the stuff done. Without going into specifics, what's been the mm-hmm. hardest sport to kind of book athletes I would say the hardest ones are basketball and baseball because they tend to get paid a lot more than football players while they're playing. So when you kind of reach out to them and and you want to book them for an event, you know, their price tends to be, you know, a little bit, a lot more higher than, than a football athlete and football players, you know, they tend to get paid less. They tend to have, um, shorter careers so they know that they have to kind of make as much money as they can while they can so it's easier to book football players than it is to book athletes from other sports um so that's why most of the times i do have football players at my events because they're a lot easier to book and they do still you know attract a lot of people a lot of people want to meet them so it makes sense for both sides absolutely you know i i guess for me uh, it can be a quite naive thing for me, but you know, basketball, baseball players, you know, they're they can get quite pricey for you. Uh, but for the for the wrestling aspect, what what's kind of that number one challenging thing that you see with the wrestlers, uh, to try to get them down here for a show? What's what's the the, the challenging aspect of it? For the wrestlers, it's a, I would say booking wrestlers is the easiest ones. Um, you know, they tend to do more Comic-Con shows. So, you know, booking a wrestler for my events, you know, it kind of brings that Comic-Con aspect to it as well. You know, so you not only are you um, attracting sports fans, but you're also attracting, you know, the, the, the casual Comic-Con fan that would say, you know what, I'm going to try this show as well. You know what I mean? And they're they're a lot easier to book, you know. They're they're op- they're they tend to be open to travel more than athletes. Like they'll travel every weekend if they have to. Um, but I would say the most challenging thing for them is the fact that they get booked so much. There's been some wrestlers that I've been wanting to book that they tend to have their calendars full already. So I would say the answer to your question would be that that they tend to kind of already have most of their weekends booked. Absolutely. As I'm being joined by the RGB sports show, uh, 
uh, founder and owner, Danny Villarreal. Danny, you know, a couple of more questions, and we'll put this podcast to bed. Uh, for you, you know, booking wrestlers, uh, booking pro football players, uh, for for you, um, b- besides the motivation, besides getting, uh, you know, some of the, the insights of, of getting these players, uh, for you as a general sports fan, I will ask you this. I mean, with college football uh, coming right around the corner in the next uh, three, four years for, for the Valley, what kind of impact do you kind of see this uh, happening for the Rio Grande Valley actually having a college football team? I think, I think that's going to be great. That's going to be great for our area. It's going to be great for, you know, UTRGV. I'm actually a graduate from, from our local college here in Edinburgh. Um, I think it's going to be awesome because it's going to give us, you know, someone to cheer for, you know, because, you know, most people here in the Valley, they tend to cheer for the Longhorns or, or A&M. We, you know, we never even went to that college, but because we don't have, you know, our own team, we tend to to cheer for those teams. And it would open up, you know, good opportunities for me to reach out to UTRGV and maybe get a couple of their players at at our events, you know, so that way they can kind of promote their football program at our event. And we can also have, you know, guests at our event, uh, you know, involving the team. So I, I would say that's something exciting that I would look into once, you know, it gets going. And also now the NCAA, the NCAA is letting players, college players kind of make money while they're going to college. So now a lot of college current college players are getting booked for events, for signings. So that's another thing that I would kind of have to look into and, and get myself, you know, more educated on so I can be able to maybe book one or two players that are in college to come down here as well. You know, you you kind of bring it on the head, you know, with, with this whole NIL thing and and players getting paid uh, to play now now at the college level for you, you know, seeing all this realignment talk uh, you saw the two the two biggest and iconic California schools USC and UCLA going over to the Big Ten now where where do you think all this ends? Um, honestly, I would, I, I wouldn't know. I mean, I, it's just something that we're going to have to kind of see how it plays out. I mean, I, I feel like a lot of it has to do with, you know, bigger companies, you know, being able to profit from all this, you know, companies like fanatics and, and Panini and, you know, they'll be able to make, you know, sports cards. They'll be able to sign some of these guys to exclusive contracts for autographs and stuff like that. So I guess maybe that has something to do with it that they're not really talking about, but you know, it's, I mean, sports is all a big business. So the more business they can, they can um, make, I would say the more partners they can kind of make as well. I, I, I just think, you know, they're going to continue to, to allow things like this to happen. So that that way, you know, more profit can be made. Absolutely, Dan. Danny, uh, you, you know, I want to take time and, and thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I'll 
if you can and if you can allow yourself to bring in some specifics i know you mentioned wrestlefest but what what ideas do you have uh lined up for your next uh, sports show if you can uh bring us a little bit of scoop to close out our show yeah uh, for the i i'm actually in talks with the city of harlingen i'm gonna try to bring a wrestling a live wrestling event with special guests sometime in the near future but i mean i don't really have any details for that yet because we haven't had the meeting but right now we are having like smaller card shows we i've kind of uh, teamed up with crunch fitness in far and we have small card shows what we call wake and break card shows uh you know we have vendors we have um you can submit cards for psa we have box breaks we have food trucks outside you know um they give out free adult beverages we have free raffles stuff like that so that's something that that we have currently and the next one is august 26th uh it's going to be at the crunch fitness on in far um and for the rgb sports show i'm planning on not doing one until next year uh especially right now because you know things are kind of high in price, gas, food. So I kind of feel like, you know, people have, you know, they, they tend to spend their money on other things that are more important right now. So I kind of want to let all that play out and just give it some time. And then, you know, I can revisit my event for next year, but I am planning on bringing some pretty big names. So hopefully, you know, uh, I can continue growing the event I can continue, you know, bringing people down here that people are interested in meeting and, you know, just providing fun for, you know, sports fans and families down here for the Rio Grande Valley. Danny Villarreal, thank you so much for stopping by on our podcast. Uh, folks, don't forget, if you want to follow his his pages, it's called RGB Sports Show. Look them up on Facebook. Uh, he'll, he'll put up. Uh, some of the clues of what could be coming down in the nearby future. And also uh, be sure to, if you're a card collector, uh, you can also follow that page to see when the next uh, little trading card se- uh, tra- wake and break session is going to happen. Even the WrestleFest, you can even fo- uh, follow that page through there. Danny, I want to say thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. Appreciate it. And, and many, uh, many, many thanks for, helping the sports public and thanks for being a, uh, a public servant too. I appreciate that so much for, uh, for everything that you do in our, in our local community and to, you know, just many thanks, bro. Thank you. I appreciate it, sir. Thank you for having me. No problem. Thank you. And everyone, this has been another episode of the South Texas border sports podcast. Hello, sports fans. Thanks for listening to another episode of the South Texas Border Sports Podcast. This is your host, Ray Silva. Be tuned next week for another great episode as we drop podcasts every Monday here on anchor.fm forward slash STBS. Don't forget, our podcast can also be found via Google Podcast, Apple iTunes, and Spotify. Thanks for listening.